0: an ode to good fences. Our backyard neighbors recently put up a fence for their dogs, or so they say. My four-year-old is the most social person on the planet, and will talk anyone's ear off, so I wouldn't fully blame them if that was their real reason, (laughs) haha, wink, wink. But they have young kids, too, and the kids go back and forth, so they put in a gate right in the corner of where our backyards collide. Good fences make good neighbors, right? Well so do good gates. The guy grew up in his home, and he has wonderful memories of hours of kick the can in our yard and his, and they want the same for their kids. So even though they put up a fence, they made sure it had a gate for us, so all our kids still had easy access to each other. I was touched. May God bless our collective children with hours upon years of good old-fashioned outdoor play and exploration. But the thing is, it's okay to build fences, guardrails, A barrier between your private space and the rest of the world. Just make sure you put in a gate. Our families and our children need safe spaces where there is nothing but love and acceptance. If you don't have my family's best interest at heart, I'm sorry, but you're not getting past my gate. This mama bear will roar loudly if you're here for harm. And this of course goes for someone physically entering my home, but what about all the people inside my home brought in by technology? We live in such a different world these days. No longer is the TV turned on for an hour in the evening, or a radio program listened to here and there. No, we're all bombarded with words and stories and culture and negativity and, honestly, some stupidity for hours day in and day out on more devices than we can even count. And you know what I'm learning? It's okay to build digital fences, too. More than okay. It's imperative. And then you need a gatekeeper. Because some of that crap can't come in. Wrong house, goodbye. And then someone has to be in charge of knowing when enough is enough of the things that are deemed harmless. How much gets to come in? How do we help our kids learn to moderate something we know is addictive? Very carefully and with great intention. Just think of how many thousands of years we've been existing as humanity where at the end of the day you go home and read and socialize with your family for entertainment and probably went to bed early. The end. Crazy to think how far away we are from that. I mean, of course there are advantages to having the world at our fingertips. For one, my horrible sense of direction is thankful for a custom route anywhere in seconds. Questions are answered instantly and my personal favorite, a great way to physically track your children at all times. But are we better? The experts say we aren't, and the further I push away media as a whole, the more I begin to believe that we are literally and actually worse off when all is said and done. I don't watch the news. I barely check social media. I watch a couple episodes a week of whatever show is on tap for me. My YouTube is very selective, and as you may have guessed, it's mostly worship music. And I'm not sure if I should admit this, but I don't even listen to podcasts. No, I'm not saying that's the answer for everyone. I realize that this is extreme. But in the months leading up to and during my husband's deployment, my kids needed everything I had to give. So it felt somewhat forced, but it was somewhat welcomed with open arms. A paradox, if you will. The more I fought, the easier it was to realize I needed to let go. And the more peace I found in the letting go, the faster I started dumping buckets of distraction overboard to bring back that smooth sailing. Something I meant to do for a little while became a new lifestyle. Because I always mean to go back to let things in through the gate, little at a time. But honestly, every time I look over my husband's or kid's shoulders as they watch some mindless video or news update... I can physically feel the anxiety start to rise. I'm not sure. I think I'm going to just keep moving towards the little house on the prairie dreams deep within my heart. My brain is not interested in going back to being a pinball machine with my attention. Or how about the comparison? No matter how hard I try, I spend 15 minutes on Instagram and my self-confidence has dropped more than a few points. Not just the pretty houses and perfect bodies, Sometimes the things that get me the most is a tip on parenting or discipline or someone's dedication to an area that is a great idea but probably is never going to happen in the 38,474 things I'm already doing as a mother and actually today has not been a good mom day and gosh I would die if someone put a camera in my house and could see all the yelling or the tears or the sugar bribes and then my mood sinks. Am I even a good mom? the question lurks between the conscious and the unconscious, and that question just has got to go. This is no time for such thoughts. It's time to just move forward. In five short years, our oldest will be ready to leave the nest, and I don't want to waste time comparing myself to all the millions of beautiful ways we are called to lead our families. I'll stick with my own good, bad, and even my own ugly. I'm a wonderfully imperfect mother, and today matters. The more time I spend just focused on the simple yet profound moments of everyday life, I deepen my awareness that it's not about self help or following all the tips or knowing all the things. It's about love. Love yourself. Love your spouse. Love your kids. Love your neighbors. Love God. Be grateful. Love is the thing that lasts, and love can happen in any circumstance, it can happen anywhere. Sometimes love's even seen best in the mistake made right. So, what's the answer? Well, I don't really have one for you. I do dislike feeling uninformed and disconnected, but at this stage of motherhood and general life circumstances, it's a sacrifice I'm growing more and more willing to make. If staying away from the constant visual and audio stimulation of the outside world helps me love better in the here and now, for me, it's a no-brainer. At least in this season. Sure, I will uh, never be mistaken for cool, and honestly, I don't really know what's going on in the world. But was I ever meant to? Somebody needs to. I know that. But I also know that right now, that somebody ain't me. And now that I've finally cut the cord, I do not miss the real housewives or the Kardashians, and I definitely do not miss the constant war of the right versus the left. And that stuff seeps into your soul, and everyone is saying whatever they want to say, regardless of the truth anyway. So why even pay attention? Some things I was never meant to have an opinion on. What good does my opinion do? If I've spent hours going over something in my head and decided what my stance is on it, but never actually take any action to make the situation better, who wins? I'm not sure, but I do know who loses. We feel like being on top of the news is what we need to do to secure a good future for our children. The world's issues are everyone's issues. But what if the world's issues or my reactions and responses to other people's highlight reel drain me of all my energy so there's nothing left when my son gets made fun of at school or the math homework is beyond overwhelming? Well, then I haven't been a very good gatekeeper or the fence is in disrepair somewhere. If the people who need me the most aren't getting the best of me, what purpose does that serve? If what they get is distraction and frustration because I'm angry with myself for not being perfect or worried about people halfway around the country or the world, who I love to pray for, aka the best way to help someone, but I don't have the capacity to actually help with my own hands and feet, isn't that just insanity? Because what if in this stage, relearning and helping with algebra is where my limited human brain power is best directed or in helping a neighbor volunteering at the local school finding one or two causes I'm sincerely passionate about and rolling up my sleeves and really getting my hands dirty instead of pretending to have the capacity to care deeply about everything what if there's a sovereign God in charge of it all a good God one who will see to it that in the end All the evil that ever was is put right where it belongs in perfect justice. Well, there, in that place, I find peace beyond understanding. We need each other, but we need each other deeply, not just on the surface. We need the people who will always leave their gate open for us, where you know you are safe and loved and maybe even challenged, but at the end of the day, you are seen and heard. True community. There is no substitute. So, build yourself a fence. Put in a fancy gate. But most of all, stand watch at the gate. You are in charge of what enters your safe spaces. Never, ever forget that. If it isn't for you, it's more than likely against you. Because you know what you can do with an undistracted heart and a solid foundation of love and connection with your family? You can venture outside the gate and spread real and deep love there too. Remember, love doesn't add up, it multiplies.